With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. And Lot, seeing these two men, asked them to come stay at his house. They said, no, we'll stay in the streets. I believe the cries that have gone up to heaven here are the cries of the innocent. Travelers going to spend the night in Sodom, staying there in the streets. And these thugs roam the streets at night, finding these strangers and gang raping them, killing them, pillaging them. And their cries are going out for someone to help them. But nobody does. And those cries of terror have gone all the way up to God himself, according to what we just read. Now God is coming down to check this out. To see if maybe it was just an isolated incident. And he says, if I know, or if I, if I hear, I'll know. That's why I'm going there. I will know what's happening. Now the angels go, and they said, no, we'll just stay out here. And Lot, knowing what happens at night to strangers in that city, Lot, knowing this, presses upon them. No, come into my house and be protected. Didn't do them very much good because soon the men and the scripture says the young and the old men came to Lot's house banging on the door telling him give us the men that have come into you. Because they wanted, says, we want to know them. That word know means have sex with. We want to have sex with these men. And Lot opened the door and said, don't do this. Don't do this. And they said, who are you to judge us? We'll do more to you than we'll do to them. Now, think about that. These homosexual perverts have threatened a righteous man of God, telling him if he does not comply with their wishes, they will gang rape him more than what they're going to do to the other two. Lot even offers his two daughters to them. 
And they rejected the daughters. They want to have homosexual relations with these two strangers. After that, the crowd got on really. The angels grabbed Lot, brought him back inside. And verse 12, he says, Is there any here besides you? Son-in-law, sons, daughters, whoever you have in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place because of the cry of them that has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Shrieks, cries of terror, pleads for help have gone up into the nostrils of God, and he's not going to put up for it. He's not putting up with this stuff. And you know the story. Now, the angels were sent to destroy the five cities in the plain. But Lot, seeing the mountains were a long ways off, just asked if he could go to Zoar, a little town nearby. And the angels said, okay, we were going to destroy that one, but we'll spare it because that's where you say you want to go. What's happened here? A righteous man has made an inquiry, made a request, and it has stopped the judgment of God from falling on that little town. Has Lot done anything righteous at this point in time? He has kept himself pure. That's the only thing he did. You see, we can study back we didn't really go over this. Let's go back after the fall, Adam and Eve. They populate, of course. Their charge is to repopulate, you know, be fruitful and multiply. There's no time given between the fall in the garden, them being kicked out of the garden. We don't know from the time they were created to the time they were kicked out whether it was 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years. We don't know. Adam lived like 935. We know at what point Seth was born because Abel was dead. Matter of fact, when Cain killed Abel, think about this. Think about this now. What I'm about to say. When Cain killed Abel and God confronted Cain and said, Where is your brother? All he got was a smart aleck response. Am I my brother's keeper? Why should I know where he is? And the Lord said, What have you done? Your brother's blood cries to me from the ground. Think about that word. It's the same exact word we just see in Genesis 19. Abel's blood was crying out to God. Crying out to God. And God heard the cries of his blood. Amen. All right. Where was I? Okay. Let's fast forward a little bit to Noah. Jesus even alluded to Noah when asked, When will these signs be? Jesus said, Just as in the days of Noah. 
They'll be selling and giving in marriage and receiving in marriage, selling and buying. So we know what was happening in Sodom. We also know what was happening in Sodom. Gomorrah, sister city, must have been just as evil and unrepentant. But what major thing has happened? Well, if you read, it says that angels came down. I believe that these angels that came down to earth, Satan had already been cast out into the earth. And God sent these angels down to minister to his mankind. Well, Satan got a hold of these angels and perverted them. Telling them, look at these beautiful women. You know, if you created, if you took one of them as your wife and had babies, they would be reigning on this earth with supernatural power. And you could actually inhabit their bodies. And some of the angels, one third of the angels, fell for that trick. And the Bible is clear that these angels which I believe at the time they, they did that, they became fallen angels. They had no more access to heaven, and they knew it. Once Satan had tricked them into even thinking about that, instead of doing the will of the Lord, and they knew they'd been cut off from heaven, that's when Satan, you say, well, you might as well join lots with me, because if you help me, together we will rule this world. And the Bible says that these fallen angels had sex with the women of the, the Jewish women because they were very beautiful to look at. And the offspring were giants in the land. Uh, Bashan, Augur Bashan, I can't remember now, had a bed 13 feet long. There have been remains of giants in the earth you know, with skulls four or five times the size of a human skull. All of these things are coming to pass. And when spiritual contamination was entering the land, God spoke to Noah. God observed Noah and said, He is the only righteous one left. In other words, out of all the people groups on the earth at that time, which some estimate could have been a billion people, out of all of the billions of people, his family, Noah's family, was the only family that did not, had not, would not participate in the mixing of angel blood and human blood. That is why the Bible says Noah was righteous in the eyes of God. He and his family were holding fast to the word of God that they had received up to that point in time. And for 120 years, Noah built this ark as a testimony against the world. And I know for a fact that people had to have asked Noah, Noah, what are you building out here in the middle of the desert? And he said, a boat. Why would you build a boat out here? There's no water out here, boy. 
Oh, God's going to make it rain. What's rain? They'd never heard of rain. It had never rained. The Bible's very clear that mist came up from the earth to water the trees and the plants. They had never had water fall from heaven. They didn't know what rain was. And Noah testifying against them each and every day that he's putting more parts on this boat. A hundred and twenty years, the scripture says, Noah preached about what was going to happen because he was building that ark to save him and his family. And Noah, when he was told by God, entered a boat. He entered in and the scripture is very clear. It says, God shut the door. His people were now going to ride on top of the destruction that is coming. Amen. And because that boat, Noah's boat, was probably one of the most stable boats ever created. It was basically, we would call it a barge. Very stable. Even in the midst of high seas. The square footage would create, it was something like 10 million square feet, which cubed would be 100 million cubic, 100 million cubic feet. A huge vessel, more than able to carry the genetic pool of the world and all the animals and birds and everything else. And since Noah's seed was absolutely pure, they could go ahead and repopulate the earth. And they did. Out of Noah, out of Shem, I believe the tribe of, well, the 12 tribes came, Isaac, and through the 12 tribes, the tribe of Judah came, through which Jesus was born. Folks, we are very quickly going over all of these things just to bring you up to speed. Amen? Now, after Noah, his wife died at some point in time, and the two sisters, well, their sisters, Noah's daughters, decided upon a plan to repopulate the earth and went in, had sexual relations with their father when he was drunk, got pregnant, And those two children, one through whom Jacob came, the other through whom Canaan came, they've been battling each other ever since. How can I go over this to make you understand? The curse came upon the earth. To bring swift and immediate destruction to everyone on the earth. All living things except those that were contained in the ark were killed. They stayed on that boat for over a year before they hit ground. And when they finally did, the first thing Noah did was give an offering. He gave an offering to the God that saved them, the God who fulfilled his word that he was going to destroy the earth. God kept his promise. 
Do you think God wanted to destroy the earth? No. He wanted his man to rule in the earth. The problem is that there was contaminated blood. No longer pure. That's why God told them, this is what you need to do when you go into the land of, of Israel, the land of milk and honey. You need to kill each and every tribe you find so there's no mingled blood with the righteous. Why was it so important to not have any blood intermingled in Israeli society? Because God needed a pure Abrahamic Jew to bring in the Messiah. Pure blood from Adam to Abraham. Pure. No Gentile bloodline. No offshoots. That's why God could not use... I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, <laughs> that's terrible. His first son, Ishmael. That's why God could not use Ishmael. Because Ishmael was born from a slave woman. She was not Jewish. If she would have been a bondservant, a Jewish, pure-blooded Jewish bondservant, God could have probably used that. But because she was a Gentile and Abraham still went into her, and that baby born to her was not Pure Jewish. God could not have anything to do with him. God needed a pure bloodline from Adam all the way to the birth of Jesus. Amen. And when man corrupted that bloodline, God had no other choice but to bring judgment. He could not bless an, un, an impure bloodline because it would heed the birth of Jesus. That's why the devil tricked the angels into having sex with these beautiful Israeli women because he's trying to upset the pure bloodline. And if he could get to the point where every... And he almost did. He almost made it. He only had Noah left. The scripture is very clear. Noah is the only righteous one. Him and his family. Amen. There was no impure bloodlines through them. Matter of fact, you could trace from Adam to Noah. I believe it's eight generations. Methuselah, the person who lived the longest on the land. The longest living human being. was also alive during Noah's time. The great, great grandfather of Noah. Scripture says, Methuselah had the promise that when he died, that's when judgment would come. Amen? And since we had that promise... And as soon as he died, the flood began. One of two things happened. Either Methuselah died. Matter of fact, glory to God. Let's look up Noah's, uh, Noah's Ark here. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
We're going over things that I did not think we were going to go over. Glory to God. All right. Looking at uh, chapter 7, verse 4. God, Noah's already commanded to, to build the ark. It's built. Now, he's already commanded him to bring the animals inside. He's done that. Verse 4, chapter 7, Genesis, verse 4. God speaking to Noah. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth. For 40 days and 40 Why did God wait another seven days? Well, there's many spiritual applications that I could put on that. One is the last seven years of tribulation. When the signs are fulfilled and the church is gone in the rapture, Jesus comes back for the believers. We have that promise that he will not allow his people to go through this. That seven-week period of tribulation takes place. Here we see seven days... Noah gets warning from God, get, get ready, get all your stuff in the ark. In seven days, it's going to start to rain. Why did God wait seven days? Why couldn't he just say, Noah, get in the boat. It's going to start raining nine o'clock tonight. I believe, I can't prove this, but you can't prove it didn't happen this way. Glory to God. The true Jewish tradition is seven days mourning for a loved one. Seven days of mourning for a loved one. It could be longer for an official. Uh, they will mourn for no, Moses 30 days and stuff like that. Seven days for a loved one. I believe God took Mo, uh, Methuselah. I believe Methuselah died... Now, this has a, a two-prong approach here. We're going to look at it with both prongs. Amen? When Methuselah died, Methuselah's name meant judgment. Judgment's coming. Okay? They knew the, the when he was born and was named Methuselah. Amen. Let me see if I can find where that's written at. Glory to God. But when Methuselah died, we have judgment coming. Uh, let's see. Let me read this. I'm going to be reading from Perry Stone's book, Prophecies Concealed, Now Revealed. That seven days is a delayed judgment. Amen? Uh, You got 10 generations from Adam to the flood. I thought it was 8. It's 10. Two older righteous men living at the same time the ark was being built. Noah and his great-grandfather Methuselah. Noah, the Bible says, was 600 years old at the, at the time of the flood. Methuselah 969. Methuselah was the son of Enoch, the godly man who lived 365 years, was translated alive to heaven. Enoch was given insight and special revelations concerning the fallen angels, the giants, heaven, and the future, according to numerous traditions handed down in a book called the Book of Enoch. 
Enoch walked with God at age 65. Methuselah was born. Aware of the future judgment coming to the earth that would involve water, he was given insight into the timing of the event as revealed when we understand the Hebrew meaning of the name Methuselah. The name Methuselah has two components. Muth, a Hebrew word that means death, and shalak, which means to bring or to send forth. Thus, his name can mean his death will bring. And in context, in the time of his death, it refers to the global destruction by water. In Genesis 5-7, through you can calculate the ages of Noah and Methuselah and see that Methuselah died the same year that the flood erupted on the earth. Individuals in ancient cultures understood the meaning of names, and in Noah's day, men would have known that Methuselah's death was going to initiate a judgment on the earth. This judgment of the world's destruction by water was revealed as far back as Adam. Josephus reports this amazing prediction passed down through Adam's seed. In Josephus, Iniquities of the Jews, chapter 2, part 3 says, They also were the inventors of that peculiar sort of wisdom, which is concerned with the heavenly bodies and their order. Their inventions might not be lost before they were sufficiently known. Upon Adam's prediction that the world was to be destroyed at one time by the force of fire, and another time by the violence and quantity of water. So they made two pillars, one of brick, the other of stone. They inscribed their discoveries on them both. So in the case the pillar of brick was destroyed by the flood, the pillar of stone would still remain and exhibit those discoveries to mankind and also inform them that there was another pillar of brick erected by them. And this remains in the land of Syriad to this day. So Methuselah was the son of Enoch. Enoch was the one who was translated, never seen death. The pre-flood men that were alive at that time around that area would have been aware of two things. The prediction of Adam indicating a global destruction by water and the prophetic meaning of Methuselah's name. The water warning was etched in brick and stone and could have been read by anyone. And the second warning was concealed in only one man's name. Today, a Bible is available for anyone to read, and the Holy Word clearly gives signs of both the coming of Christ and the tribulation that follows. But in the flood narrative, the ark was prepared, the animals were inside. God said, yet seven days I will cause it to rain on the earth. Why would God have all things prepared, yet want to wait seven more days before sending the flood? Well, an example of this can be seen in the parable of the ten virgins. The ten virgins were all aware the bridegroom delayed his return. They were all aware of the wedding that was about to take place, and they were part of it. But the bridegroom delayed his return. And when the announcement came that he was coming for his bride, five virgins were not prepared. You see, God delayed the flood for seven days, and Methuselah was the reason why. Notice that Methuselah was not in the ark, so he died before the flood came. It's suggested by many scholars that the old patriarch did not pass away till everything related to the ark was completely set in order. And when he passed in death, God gave Noah and his family seven additional days to bury Methuselah and to mourn for him. 
You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.